Welcome back to another episode of the Plant-Based DFW podcast show with Dr. Risa and Maya, where we discuss topics related to lifestyle medicine. This is episode number 70. We are exactly two years into this podcast, and I actually want to do a couple of things today. I want to remind you of why we started our podcast, how we started our podcast, and then give you some updates about who's listening, where they're listening from, and then also a website that we now put together for the podcast. But before we do all of that, Dr. Riz, tell us how you feel about having a podcast now. Well, I, I think it's great. It's uh, developed into well, way more than I could have ever imagined. Uh, and I think Maya is going to give you a few statistics on that. Uh, I can remember when we recorded our first podcast a couple of years ago. In fact, we were just talking that it was pretty much exactly two years ago. Uh, and we were uh, in Annapolis, Maryland. And Maya had lugged all of her recording equipment with her, uh, and we recorded the uh, podcast when we were at the uh, uh, Annapolis uh, Sailboat Show uh, in 2018. So uh, we've come a long way since then, with uh, especially because of Maya's hard work. Oh, thank you. So I have upgraded, by the way, you guys. So a lot of people may not know how much money I actually invest in the podcast. So the the microphone. I will say I know how much money she's invested. Microphones, recorder video cameras because we also film some of our podcasts and we do a lot of filming all the time. Um, but anyway, it was a nice memory to remember what it was like two years ago at the Annapolis Boat Show. We didn't go this year or last year. And then this year, of course, the dynamics have changed a lot. Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, I'm looking forward to our next opportunity to go back because as you guys know, uh, I like to sail or hopefully, you know, because we mentioned it sometimes on the podcast. Uh, and uh, maybe we'll do some more, maybe we'll carry our equipment with us uh, back next time we go and do some more episodes. Yes. And our first podcast, by the way, is titled Just a Couple of Sailors. Our intention had been to travel with our equipment and spend more time on the sailboat and record people along the way. So let's talk about why we press record. We're celebrating two years of having a podcast show, um, and I mentioned that this is episode 70, and we wanted to introduce ourselves to any people that are listening for the first time or have been following us but really don't know our story. Here are a few stats about our podcast. Our podcast has now been downloaded more than 15,000 times and in 50 countries, mainly in the U.S., Canada, Australia, and we were named one of the top 10 plant-based foods podcasts to listen to for 2020. I just completed week one of two of uh, what is considered a podcaster's summit. I'll talk about that probably the next time we do a conversation like this about all the things that I learned. But you should know that Maya actually received a scholarship to attend the podcast summit. Uh, so uh, they recognized, I guess, that she's an up-and-coming podcaster and uh, invited her to, to participate. Well, thank you for reminding me of that because I actually forgot I did receive a scholarship. It would mean so much to me to be able to have all this additional training under my belt. And that takes me to why I press record. Should we move forward to that? Of course. Okay. I consider myself a patient advocate. And there are many different ways, especially Dr. Riz, you could probably, uh, you probably know what a patient advocate is from your perspective. Well, I think a patient advocate is anybody uh, who uh, 
uh, tries to help a patient in whatever way they can. And there, you know, you might advocate for a patient in many different ways. And uh, some people might do it through health and coaching. So, so others might be through social work. Uh, others through uh, healthcare and healing. So you know, advocates uh, can help in many different ways. Oh, thank you. You always say things so nicely. <laughs> so thank you. That that's sort of how I feel. What drives me every day. A deep, profound drive that I have as an educator um, and as a person who cares about others is that I just want to help relate information. I just want to help empower people to take control of their health. Basically, I'm driven by the fact that my husband, Dr. Riz, works with people with advanced cases, and I hear the stories every day, and I'm familiar with what patients go through. So my goal is to be able to provide resources and help people so that they can prevent getting to that level of disease or chronic illness. I stay very informed. I read on a regular basis the latest books. I watch every virtual now virtual online summit. Um, I read articles on a regular basis. I kind of stay informed of who's who and who's doing what. And then um, I put together a newsletter where not only do I share some of our interviews with our experts, but, you know, I share recipes, I recommend books, and I kind of let you know what is going on so that I can offer support in any way that I can. I'm not the only one. I'm, we are very blessed to be part of this plant-based community where Almost everyone who is involved is sort of a volunteer. Wouldn't you say that, Dr. Riz? Yeah, I, I would say that. In fact, I was having a little conversation with one of our colleagues out in California, Dr. Micah Yu. He had just put his story out as to you know, why he got into uh, the specialty that he got into, and it actually had to do with taking care of himself uh, because he had some issues, and then how he took that uh, and took it beyond just himself and wanted to help others. And I think that many of us, uh, we get into this for various reasons, And but there are many of us who got into this for our own health. And then once we got there, we said, well, that's not enough. We really want to spread this message. And then so our conversation evolved into the fact that it's a great community, uh, and it seems like when people get there, they, uh, they want to help others. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to spread the word. They want to teach others. They want to help others uh, get better uh, or even help them prevent getting disease. Neither one of us ha- had a, any kind of serious condition, but we have seen improvements in our own health. And as a result, we want to help, you know, family members, loved ones, people that we care about. And rather than going around and giving so many lectures like we did last year, we thought the podcast would actually be an easier way to relate information. But also, you know, the other reason that I'm very interested in um, interviewing people is that we hear from some of the pioneers and we, we see them, they're out there, they're on videos, they have their channels, they have their books. And then we have a bunch of other experts that maybe are not as well-known, but are making profound impacts in people's lives. And those are the people that I want to reach out to, the people that are right here in our own neighborhood, in our own backyard. Yep, basically the people in our community that we can have on our show and help them or have them share their message uh, and show that uh, what everybody's doing, what Mm -hmm. everyday people can do. Yeah. So why do I press record? So uh, I'm going to be very honest with you. I don't press record. Maya presses the record button. If I try to touch her recorder, she'll probably slap me. So I don't press the record button. Uh, So um, I've been a a physician for 22 years now, uh, and uh, I I treat very, very bad 
disease. I'm, an, I'm a vascular surgeon, and I treat atherosclerosis, which is you know, a horrible, horrible disease. Atherosclerosis or cardiovascular disease is the number one killer of Americans. And what I, you know, uh, and, and this is not a new story. I've told the story before, but I, I'm happy to share it again. And uh, what I've realized over time is that uh, this is, uh, I, I'm plugging holes and putting out fires. And I, there came a point in my career for various reasons, and, and that's a longer story, which I won't tell today, that uh, I wanted to try to help people not get this horrible uh, affliction that I treat. Uh, when they, by the time they get what I treat, uh, it is an end of life issue for many people. Uh, so uh, uh, when I learned about uh, lifestyle medicine and plant-based nutrition uh, and the positive effects and uh, of it, I learned that not only can you uh, arrest and reverse the diseases, uh, the chronic diseases that we have uh, in the United States, but if you start this uh, at a younger age, you can prevent yourself from getting the disease. And so this. Uh, uh, this concept actually reinvigorated my spirit as a healer uh, and helped me, uh, uh, you know, in, in even had a tremendous positive psychological impact on me and, uh, and, and uh, like I said, reinvigorated my spirit as a healer. And uh, I've been very excited to go out there and do this. I, I, I'm not only sharing, you know, the message with my patients who have already got the disease and, and, and they're, they're very advanced, but by pressing this record button, uh, we can reach out to a larger audience and a new audience and, and, and try to get to people, uh, hopefully, before they have the problems that I treat and show them a path to where they don't ever have to be a patient on my operating room table. Mm. So nicely put. Would you say that this work that we've been doing of uh, working on the preventative end kind of counterbalances some of that daily overwhelming work that you do with surgeries and consults and stuff like that? Yeah, I don't know if uh, it uh, counterbalances so much as it complements. Okay, oh, and okay. Uh, because I, I I am proud of the work I do, and I do make a positive impact in people's lives. Uh, it's just that they are dealing with such horrible issues that uh, I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. And so I, uh, I, I am helping them, but I also want to help people, like I said, not get what I'm treating. It's very satisfying to do a surgery or an intervention or an angioplasty or a stent and have a positive outcome and keep somebody from having a stroke or, or save their leg when they have gangrene. And it's also very satisfying when some of my patients will uh, get the message about these lifestyle medicine issues that I try to teach uh, and they make positive changes themselves, whether it's all the way like we do or whether it's just making positive changes in their lives that are going to make them healthier. So those are very important in my current patient population. But what's also really satisfying is when we have people in the community who uh, hear the message and they make positive changes uh, and they come and talk to us and say, hey, Dr. Riz, this is what I did and, you know, now I feel better and I'm off my cholesterol medication and my diabetes is gone. And that's really satisfying to me because then I go, I say to myself, well, there you go. Those are two of the major risk factors that was going to put them on the on the operating table for a vascular surgeon in a couple of decades, and they've changed the trajectory of their life. Hmm. It continues to be a driving force when you hear the good things that people are doing for themselves. And then we also try to apply those things, those the components of lifestyle medicine for our own life. And I'll do a separate uh, recording, a separate episode on describing what lifestyle medicine is. But also, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with us because I know that while you're my co-host, 
I also know that your your schedule continues to be full because while you don't work directly with COVID patients, people continue to be sick every day. So it's not like you've ever really taken a break this entire year. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Uh, the disease I treat doesn't take a vacation, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and COVID or not, no COVID, uh, people still come into the hospital on a daily basis with, with these issues. Uh, they are keep. They still having strokes. They're still having heart attacks. They're still having. They're still having gangrene. In fact, it's very. It's very unfortunate. And this is not the intent of our talk today. But uh, I will tell you that people have been delaying coming in when they're having medical issues uh, and not getting evaluated in the doctor's office because they're afraid to get out in this uh, new COVID reality. And so what happens is their disease process uh, advances and then they end up in the emergency room with a more advanced problem. And I've done, uh, I've seen more strokes in my patients uh, in the last few months uh, than I usually see. And I am uh, seeing more amputations in my patients in, in more recent months than I typically see. Uh, n- normally, there's a certain ratio of patients who come in with these problems, and I'm able to save their legs, but I'm seeing far more advanced disease to where, you know, we're not able to do so. So, um, and you spoke on two different things, strokes and amputations. So the procedures that could have prevented either one of those would have been? You know, I can clean out their carotid arteries uh, when when they have advanced problems to, to try to prevent a stroke. Uh, and then, you know, typically uh, I see patients with a wide range of blockages in their in their leg arteries. Some are just with pain and some actually already have gangrene where I'm trying to save the limb uh, from a, an infection that's already uh, on, in the process of trying to take their leg. But the further along that gangrene process is, uh, then the harder it is to save the leg. And so what's happening is if it's an early gangrene, typically we have a very good chance, a very good opportunity uh, to improve the blood flow and do, do aggressive wound care uh, and, and save the leg. But if that, you know, if they delay their care, if they delay coming in and that gangrene has advanced, then what I call limb salvage, which is the mainstay of my practice, limb salvage becomes uh, less likely. Mm. I tend to hear a lot of these cases on a regular basis. And I just to kind of reiterate, I have this feeling of uh, this, not necessarily anxiety, but overwhelming feeling of if people only knew how bad it can get. When people make daily choices and they say, oh, who cares if I just cut five or 10 years off my life? It's um, if you lived with a surgeon like I do, a vascular surgeon who sees these horrible things happening to people, you would think differently because you don't just cut five or 10 years off your life. You actually spend 10 or 15 years of your life dying miserably, slowly dying. Yeah, that's and, a very interesting point. Uh, it's uh, with almost 100% uniformity. If you ask my patients who have had terrible complications of atherosclerotic disease, if you say to them, if 30 years ago somebody had told you that there was a way to keep this from happening, would you have done it? And they all say, yes, I would have changed my ways because I, they, wouldn't, they don't want what's happening to them. It's not even as simple as just an operation where they lose their leg or as simple as a stroke. It, it's like you said. This is just part of a conglomeration of problems that they have at the end of life. 
that is leads to a declining quality of life uh, for 10 or 15 years or more if they live that long. And not, and not only that, it's, uh, you know, you're relying on other people to take care of you uh, and you're spending all your money uh, and you're going broke. Uh, uh, healthcare costs uh, are one of the major, if not number one, cause of bankruptcy in our elderly. And so it's uh, it's interesting that almost 100% of them, and and I say almost because uh, there's always an exception or someone who doesn't care or, or doesn't you know doesn't uh, believe they could have changed, but uh, n- nearly 100% will say yes. I wish I had known. I wish somebody had told me. If I had known, I would have changed. So now I find it very interesting that when we're spreading the message to people who are, you know, uh, younger in their 20s and 30s and even 40s before they've developed these chronic illnesses, uh, it's uh, it's interesting to see how many people get the message uh, and how many people change. Mm. And so because we you share this kind of information with me on a regular basis, I've actually tried to convince Dr. Riz to kind of just come home every once in a while and press record <laughs> to kind of just share about a day in a life of a vascular surgeon. And of course, so, she has to press the record button. What I would like Dr. Riz to do from time to time is just kind of sit down and press record and then share with you guys a couple of things that he might see here and there. Because I think that when you have more insight to what life is really like once you develop chronic diseases and also how this affects family members, how it affects you financially, how... Um, you know, depressed patients get once they have an amputation and what the future may or may not hold for them. When you start to, when he paints a a better picture of it, you get it a little bit more. And I feel like in life, you hear a lot more from other experts. You hear from cardiologists, you hear from OB-GYNs, you're always hearing about, you know, you hear more experts talk about diabetes, but you don't really hear vascular surgeons talking about the chronic conditions that they treat. Well, I'll make a deal with you guys. Uh, if the audience out there wants to hear more about these stories, uh, let us know in the comments. And uh, if we uh, if we see some uh, uh, inertia in that direction, I'll certainly try to share more. Okay, yay! That's uh, I would look forward to you sharing more. And so let's move on then to uh, a couple of other things I don't want to forget. Let's mention our website that we just put together that hosts all of our podcasts and also. Dr. Riz and I have recently interviewed a handful of experts, so that's what you can expect from this point on is more physicians are coming on and we have more testimonies coming on. So make sure to write this down and I'll also include a link in the show notes. We now have a website called Plant Based DFW Podcast. Make sure to put www.plantbaseddfwpodcast.com. And that's basically a website that holds all our episodes, and that's where you can go in. You'll see on the homepage a description of our podcast, uh, five recommended episodes. You'll see a place where you can sign up for updates, basically subscribe to our newsletter. And um, you'll also see the different players where you can listen to the podcast. So in the past, you've heard me say that we're on Spotify and that we're on SoundCloud and that, you know, we're on iHeart. Well, now it's easier. Everything is on one page, so you can go and click on any of them depending on the um, app that you have. Also, when you look above, you know, on the navigating links that are at the top of the page, you'll be able to click on the episodes link and then just go either to categories if you want to hear from physicians or health coaches or learn more about nutrition or go straight to all the episodes. But what I love most is that every single episode now has its own page. And what does that mean? 
That means that when you click on there and say you want to see Dr. Riz's latest um, podcast, uh, latest episode, you click on it, you'll have access to the YouTube video portion of it. You can click on the player that's on that page to listen. You can also see a description of the podcast and you can comment about it. You can actually comment on each episode using your Facebook account. We would certainly appreciate comments. And also, we would love for you guys to uh, put out some reviews for us that would, uh, you know, let people know what you think. Yeah, so I've never really asked for reviews. Um, I do have it at the end of every uh, episode where I say, leave us a review. And then it dawned on me that the average user probably doesn't know where to go to actually write a review. So this page is even easier. When you go at the top, you can either read reviews or you can post a review. And it takes you straight to Apple Podcasts. That's the place where you write reviews and it just shares it directly to our website. When you are on our webpage, you can go and click on updates. Like if you want to be updated or you want to subscribe to our newsletter, go ahead and enter that information. And we have a contact page. So if you have any suggestions, you want to give us any feedback, or you're interested in being a guest, fill that form out. Let us know. And that goes uh, that comes directly to my mail. Absolutely. You know, we value your comments. Uh, if there's some topics you want to hear about or if you want to hear me talk about something, uh, especially cardiovascularly related. That's, uh, you know, I can talk forever on that stuff and uh, I don't have any trouble coming up with content uh, that's interesting and meaningful. So if there's some stuff you want to hear about, uh, let us know. As we wrap up this episode, I wanted to share some announcements. And as many of you know, Dr. Riz and I had a bunch of things planned for this year, including a retreat, and that was canceled. So no plans for that yet. But Yeah, we had a lot of stuff planned. We were going to have Dr. Uh, Michael Greger uh, come to town uh, we were sponsoring his uh, talk, and then uh, Dr. Clapper was going to come, and then uh, we uh, were going to participate in the uh, uh, Dallas Plant-Based Summit, which uh, also got canceled. And then I had even talked to uh, some friends of mine, Team Sherzai, who are neurologists and involved in Alzheimer's research, uh, and we had... Uh, uh, had preliminary discussions about maybe bringing them to Dallas towards the end of the year. So there's so many of these uh, big invited guests that uh, we've had to uh, forego at this point, uh, but hopefully uh, sometime in the future. Mm-hmm. And as a result of all those cancellations, we've had to create more of a presence on YouTube and now using our podcast so that we can continue to um, work on our mission because yeah. what we do is um, kind of, it's what we live for. Right. So we also had to forego our monthly walk with the doc that we were doing, uh, which was really nicely attended and people liked it. We've uh, stopped our potlucks. Uh, and then, of course, my own uh, uh, lectures that I would give regularly. And then, of course, the invited speakers that we just talked about. Yeah. Last year, you gave about 12 lectures. You were all over the place in Texas. And then in Hawaii, you also spoke. And then one of your engagements was canceled this year, but we were re-invited. And that's what we're going to bring up, uh, that this weekend, we're actually headed to Fredericksburg, Texas, where you will be giving a lecture. But because the crowd will be socially distanced, they will have to split the group into two groups and you'll be giving the same talk twice. Yeah, so I'll get, pra- I'll get a practice run. It's going to be interesting. I plan on photographing it and hopefully sharing it on social media. So another exciting announcement is that Dr. Riz will be, is going to be on Chef AJ's live on November 6th at 11 a.m. Central Time. And Dr. Riz, how are you feeling about going on Chef AJ? 
Oh, I'm excited. Uh, a little intimidated because last time I spoke with Chef AJ was on the uh, on the Holistic Holiday at Sea cruise last year. Not this year because we didn't go this year. And uh, so we were fortunate to be able to go last year before things changed. Uh, and uh, uh, she's really funny and uh, it's hard to keep up with her. So I'm going to have to – I've got my – uh, I'm going to have to keep my wits about me. Uh, yeah, she's funny, entertaining, and she's a pro at interviewing. So I actually try to listen as often as I can. Lately, I've been busy with the summit that I've been uh, following. And then, of course, this weekend I had the Kitchen Rescue with the Esselstyn family that I watched as well. So I've been staying busy, but I try to catch Chef AJ almost every day if I can. Yeah. In the operating room, I tell everyone that there's only room for one funny person, and that's me. Uh, so I don't think, though, that with this interview that I'm going to be the funny guy. <laughs> okay. Also, um, you stay pretty busy doing online summits this year because of COVID. So, um, But there were also a, a truly learning experience, and you were part of a diabetes master class along with a breast cancer prevention summit, and then um, three other summits, I think, this year. And how did you feel about being part of those? Well, it was very nice. I, you know, it was an opportunity since I'm not going out and traveling to give lectures. And uh, so it was an opportunity to uh, uh, give some lectures and share some content with uh, a larger audience. Uh, and these, since these uh, summits were put on by various different people, I think they were all reaching different audiences too. So, you know, the, I guess, you know, despite the fact that it's disappointing that we're not doing our talks, uh, the, the online lectures uh, are reaching a larger audience. And that part uh, is is really nice. It's been awesome um, seeing you participate in that. And then finally, you also um, have partnered a couple of times with PCRM, um, and you were part of their eight-week nutrition class, which was one of the best classes because it really teaches you, like, how to get started and then everything from, like, how to be in the kitchen, how, how to grocery shop, how to set up your pantry, all the basic things that people need to get started on a healthy plant-based diet. Yeah, I was really happy that uh, I was able to participate and give them my vascular surgeon's perspective. I think it's pretty unusual. Uh, they recognize that a surgeon uh, is plant-based and, uh, and uh, pushing this stuff. And then we also got to share a few of our recipes. That's right. But basically, um, th those are all the announcements that we have. We invite you to visit our new website and check it out. Share the You can share every single episode individually on Facebook, I think, and you can email it to people. So there's, it's so easy to navigate. And we invite you to also give us a review and tell us how you think, uh, what you think about our content. We work really hard at uh, researching our guests, selecting our guests, and, um, and providing quality information so that you as an individual, as a patient, can make better choices and take control of your health. Absolutely. And, and I would reiterate, we would really appreciate it if you do enjoy uh, an episode or our episodes or our podcast in general. Uh, please share it uh, with people you know and try to spread the word and uh, help us reach a larger audience. So who are our listeners? We would love to hear from you. Tell us where you're listening from. And also tell us what, is, what has been one of your favorite podcast shows. Go to our plantbaseddfwpodcast.com website. Go to the contact form and just send us a message there and tell us all about yourself and what you enjoy the most about listening to us and give us some suggestions as well. Thanks again for listening. All right. Take care. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to the Plant-Based DFW podcast show. If you like our content, please like, share, and leave a review. Our goal is to provide quality episodes to help support the community.